This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. General Secretary, what is your goal here with the General Assembly today? What does this give the the NATO General Secretary an opportunity to do? My main message here in all my meetings is to say that uh, the uh, brutal uh, invasion of Ukraine last year is a blatant violation of the core principles uh, this organization is uh, built on. It's a violation of the UN Charter. Uh, it it's violates uh, the borders, the territorial integrity, sovereignty of a sovereign independent nation in Europe, Ukraine. Russia's not even here. China's not even here. Those two are uh, very thick together, very tight together. Does that make your objective hard to achieve? Well, uh, they are here, but not at the level of heads of state and, uh, and government. And they are uh, uh, following what, uh, what is the message from this uh, General Assembly. And of course, there are many nations and they have different opinions, but the vast majority of the nations of the world uh, have condemned uh, clearly uh, the uh, invasion of Ukraine by, uh, by Russia. But more importantly than uh, just to condemn is to actually act. And therefore it is extremely important that uh, NATO allies, uh, the United States, but also Canada and European allies are now delivering unprecedented support to Ukraine to ensure that President Putin doesn't win. 500,000, they say roughly, have been killed together on both sides. Was this war preventable? Of course it was, because uh, this is a war of choice. This is uh, President Putin deciding to invade another uh, country that has in no way threatened uh, his country. Uh, so this is a war of choice, uh, and uh, meaning also that President Putin can end this war uh, tomorrow by uh, not attacking uh, Ukraine. We have to ensure that President Putin uh, uh, does not win this war, because that will be a tragedy for the Ukrainians, but also dangerous for NATO allies, for the United States, for European allies, because then the message to uh, President Putin, but also to other authoritarian leaders like uh, Xi in China, is that when they use military force, when they violate international law, they get what they want. So it's in our security interest to ensure that President Putin doesn't win uh, in Ukraine. And Russia's complaint is, hey, you guys violated uh, your word. The Warsaw Pact countries became NATO countries. You guys are right on our border. We feel threatened. What do you say to that? First of all, that the Warsaw Pact countries uh, uh, and those countries in, in Europe bordering uh, Russia, they have the right to choose their own path. It's a fundamental principle that also uh, China, has, Russia has uh, subscribed to, is that every independent nation has the right to choose. It's not NATO that has forced uh, Poland or Lithuania into NATO. It's Poland and Lithuania that through democratic open processes have decided that they want to join. I'm coming from Norway a small uh, country bordering Russia. And back in 1949, we were the only country bordering Russia. And Russia said, or the Soviet Union said, this is a danger, this is a provocation. But then Washington, London, Paris said, 
Norway can be a member if they so want, and they accepted us. I'm very glad that that was the approach uh, then as it is now. Uh, so far, this war, a year and a half old, you have enough uh, counteroffensive going on right now. How much better would that offensive be going if Ukraine had the tanks that they were promised and the demining equipment that would have allowed them to move forward? Of course, it's always possible to speculate what would have happened if we had provided even more support, even uh, uh, faster. But the reality is that the United States, uh, uh, but also European allies and Canada, have provided uh, much more support uh, and are continuing to providing uh, military support to Ukraine at a scale that no one expected when this war started. President Putin made a big mistake uh, when he invaded uh, Ukraine, partly to underestimate Ukrainians, but also to underestimate the resolve and the commitment of uh, NATO allies to support Ukraine. I understand that and I agree with you. 70 billion the U.S. has spent. Got it. But what if we got to this stuff on time? First, no Patriots, you got Patriots. No HIMARS, you got HIMARS. No F-16s, you're getting F-16s. Uh, you know, you have cluster bombs. What if all this stuff got there ahead of time? What if it got there on time? But, but no one can say exactly what would have happened. What we have seen is that uh, the support from NATO allies has evolved as this war has uh, evolved. In the beginning, it was extremely important. Is it too cautious, though? Is it too cautious well, because they worry about Russia's response? Well, what we've seen now is that uh, NATO allies are delivering uh, long-range missiles, cruise missiles. Uh, allies are, the United States is, is delivering HIMARS. And allies are now start, have started the training of pilots for F-16s. So I think this demonstrates uh, a commitment to provide high-end advanced capabilities to ensure that uh, uh, Ukraine prevails as a sovereign independent nation. So, um, are you for the F-16s getting there? When do you think the F-16 pilots will be trained and ready to get into theater? Well, I'm very much in favor of, uh, and I welcome very much that NATO allies have decided to uh, provide F-16s. Uh, uh, I cannot say exactly when they will be ready. It will take some time to train. Um, but the, just the fact that this has been announced has an impact because it sends a message to Moscow that they cannot wait us out. Uh, we are there for the long uh, haul. And again, we do this to support Ukrainians, but also to protect ourselves. Because again, it is dangerous if President Putin wins. It makes us more vulnerable. So it's in our security interest to support Ukraine and therefore welcome what the United States does, but also European allies, billions of uh, uh, dollars and euros in support for uh, Ukraine. And Mr. Secretary, in, the, in America, they say, hey, listen, we gave 70 billion. Uh, that should be enough. On the other hand, they're also saying that we should be focused on China. Do you see a link between China and Russia and how this affects our relations and uh, our ability to fend off China? So China is watching the war in Ukraine very closely. Uh, and uh, uh, the more successful President Putin is, uh, the more inclined China will be to use force uh, to achieve their uh, goals. Uh, the less successful President Putin is, uh, the less uh, likely it is that China will be uh, using uh, force. So. Uh, uh, we are sending a message not only to President Putin, but also to Beijing by providing support to Ukraine and ensuring that President Putin doesn't win. Uh, if we allow him to win in Ukraine, then uh, we are sending the absolute wrong uh, message to, uh, to uh, Beijing and increases the risk of military, uh, uh, the use of military force also from China. Some say, wow, America's emptying their artillery coffers for Ukraine. That makes us more vulnerable to China. What do you say to those people? 
I'm saying that the biggest risk is to uh, uh, let President Putin and Russia win in Ukraine. Then we are making ourselves uh, vulnerable. Then we are sending the message that when they use military force, they get what they want, uh, be it uh, President Putin or President uh, Xi. Uh, second, this is not only the United States. Uh, uh, Canada, uh, European allies are also really, really uh, providing significant support to Ukraine. It demonstrates the value for the United States to have NATO. Uh, North America and Europe standing together. When we stand together, North America and Europe in NATO, we are 50% of the world's military might and 50% of the world's economic might. So when we stand together, we are all safe. I know you're not a military guy, but you're Prime Minister of uh, Norway and people know you know, the mil you know the military. How did the prognosticators get it so wrong that Kyiv would fall in three days and offer Zelensky a ride rather than armaments? And here we are a year plus in and it's Ukraine on the march. How did the experts get it so wrong? Because it's always very hard to predict the wars. It's about counting uh, uh, battle tanks and, uh, and artillery pieces, but it's also about something which is hard to count, and that is the morale, the courage, the determination. And I think what really impressed the whole world was the, uh, the morale, the resolve of the Ukrainian Did it surprise you? Yes, at least I was, uh, I was impressed by, 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 by the courage. And of course, nobody really knows before they are in the crisis, as the Ukrainians were in February last year. And they impressed the whole world, not only the Ukrainian armed forces, but also the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian political leadership. And we just need to continue to support them because, yes, we pay a price for our support, but the price of not supporting them is even higher. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. We understand on Sunday, President Zelensky called Vladimir Putin the second coming of Hitler. Hitler too. Do you subscribe in that way? Uh, what we have seen is that President Putin is willing to invade another country uh, and that is a blatant violation of international law and my message is that we are there to support Ukraine. Turkey and Hungary are barely supporting this effort. Uh, they are both members of NATO. What's your message to them? Well, all NATO allies are providing support. Uh, Not to, much. Yeah, well, they are providing support through to, to, to NATO because NATO has, we have uh, programs and packages which are financed by all, by all the members uh, to support uh, Ukraine. We agreed at the Vilnius summit to have a big uh, program for what we call interoperability to ensure that Ukrainian armed forces are fully interoperable and uh, can work together with NATO forces. This will move them closer to uh, NATO membership. Uh, but you're right, of course, different allies provide different levels of support. But I welcome that all allies agreed as late as in July that we have to stand by Ukraine and also finance joint efforts to support Ukraine. Hungary and Turkey are standing in the way of Sweden. Hungary doesn't like an article that was written in 2019. And Turkey has a problem with something with Swedish politics. Clearly, Sweden would be an asset to NATO in every way. You know Sweden well. Why can't you get Turkey and Hungary to understand that this makes the alliance stronger? So first of all, all allies have agreed to invite uh, Finland and Sweden. And now Finland is only a full member uh, and Sweden will become a full member. Are you sure? Yes, because it was clearly stated uh, at the NATO summit with all the heads of state and government uh, in Vilnius in uh, Lithuania uh, in July 
from the Turkish president that they will ratify as soon as possible, meaning when the, uh, uh, the, the Turkish parliament convenes uh, later on this fall. So I'm confident that Sweden will become a member. It will be good for Sweden, it will be good for NATO and also good for Turkey. Would you, would you back a mission to have NATO escort these ships of grain, full of grain, out of the Black Sea? You could do it. You have the firepower. You have the naval force. It's for humanitarian purposes, let alone Ukrainian economic purposes. Would you support that? NATO has two tasks in this war. One is to uh, support Ukraine, as we do, and the other is to prevent uh, this war from escalating beyond Ukraine to become a full-fledged war uh, between NATO and Russia. That's the reason why uh, we have not deployed NATO troops on the ground uh, and not uh, been directly involved in the war. And I think that's uh, the right thing to continue to do. Uh, to do you, you worry about that being a message that Russia would consider a bridge too far? Also, we should not uh, do anything that can uh, make us a direct part to the war. But of course, we are supporting the efforts to get grain out of Ukraine. Uh, more and more of this grain is now going through the territorial waters of Romania and Bulgaria, uh, which, is, which are NATO allies. Uh, and of course, this is within their territorial waters. Uh, and then uh, we need to constantly assess what more we can do to help to get the grain out of Ukraine. I understand Bulgaria, uh, Romania and Poland have had missiles land on their territory. Not a Rule 5 violation. What does a Rule 5 violation look like? Because if there's a accident, does that include, in a NATO nation, does that include action in return? Well, what we have stated very clearly is that uh, uh, an armed attack uh, on a NATO ally will trigger a response from the whole alliance. Also, an attack on one ally will... What about uh, by mistake? Uh, we, of course, what we have seen so far, uh, we have no indications that these instances we have seen with drones, uh, for instance, are intentional attacks on uh, NATO. So, of course, this is a different thing than a full-scale armed attack. Nine of 30 NATO nations have hit their 2% on playing. Poland is actually above the U.S. in percentage. What is your message to the second half? And it seemed like President Trump was the one who got closest to getting people's attention that it matters. Well, my message to all NATO allies uh, is that they have to spend more, and especially those who are investing less than 2% of GDP on defense. The good news is that uh, uh, since we made this pledge in NATO in 2014, uh, all allies have uh, significantly increased the defense spending. More and more allies are spending 2% uh, of GDP on uh, defense. And uh, 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 the vast majority of allies have plans in place to be there uh, uh, within a few uh, years. So, so, so in total, we have added 450 billion extra for defense across Europe and Canada. So we are really moving in the right direction. You've done the impossible. I communicated with President Trump last night and President Biden. You get praise from both of them. Why did you seem to work so well with President Trump? Well, I'm focused on my main task, and that is to keep North America and Europe uh, together. And my message to... Uh, but did he didn't threaten you. It didn't threaten you when he said, I don't know about NATO or create some doubt about everyone paying their fair share. No, but I told him, uh, as I told all the American presidents, that my task is to travel around to uh, capitals in Europe and Canada and to convince them to spend more. And the good news is that they are spending more. Also, Germany is now close to 2%, and, 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 and therefore... What we see is that European allies are making a difference when it comes to defense spending. Last question. How does this war end? You say it's going to be a longer war than anyone thought. How does it end? And what do you say to the American people are saying, I'm tired of writing checks here with $33 trillion in debt? Nobody knows. 
today uh, when and how this war will end. Wars are by nature unpredictable. They tend uh, historically to last longer than we expect when they uh, start. So therefore we need to be prepared for long haul, but we don't know how long this will uh, uh, last. Yes, we are paying a price, but the price for not supporting Ukraine is much higher because that will make us vulnerable. Then we will really be in a more dangerous situation because then China will see that we uh, are not willing to stand up uh, for our values and protect democratic independent nations. That will be a much higher price to pay in the long run for the United States and for all the NATO allies. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much. Congratulations on getting another year. Yeah, thank you so much. Right. Great thing. to meet you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.